Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. To start the episode out, trivia. Okay, the way this is gonna work here, I've prepared some classic, well, mostly classic Thanksgiving trivia. I will ask the question, one of you will raise your hand and I'll call upon you. Right. So that way the listeners will have a little bit more time to play along as well. I wonder if I've got an advantage because of the distance delay. <laughs> yeah, I did wonder about that. All right, Thanksgiving trivia 2022. What king of England did the pilgrims flee from? I'll guess. Wow, that's a great question. Joel? Um, I'm going to guess a, a James. Was it like a James king? Which James? <laughs> oh, uh, you were right about James? I thought it was it a King James? Yeah, it was. Okay, I thought it was I thought um the second uh, I believe it was the first, but definitely okay. a point for the James. 1611 good, the, the King James Bible King James. Was it that guy? Sam King? 1611 is around You're the, the time. trivia guy, Paul. That's true. I should know that. Okay, so wait, sorry. So who was it? Is James the first? King James the, the first. King, King James, James the first. first was was uh, arresting and throwing people in jail that refused to participate in the specific rituals of the Church of England. And so this select group fled England. And question number two, where did they first go from England? Um, Daniel? Plymouth? No. Jamestown? I mean, no, before they... Why would they name it after James if they were fleeing James? Before they cross the Atlantic, they actually flee to another country. Ah, uh, Netherlands. Ah. Oh, Holland. Yeah, okay, that's good. Very I got, good okay, so good. I actually kind of knew it. The city of... Uh, was it like Leiden or Leader? It or was, like yeah. Good. How'd you know that? <laughs> Do I get two points? Do I get two points? <laughs> One point. Because first you said Plymouth. Uh, because in the research I was doing today about different culture stuff, it said that that city actually um, continues to celebrate Thanksgiving. Oh, cool. That's neat. As kind of like a memory of we hosted these pilgrim refugees and now this whole holiday. Anyway. Developed from that. Cool. Very cool. All right. Number three. What was the name of the boat? That they crossed the Atlantic on. Daniel. Speedwell? Joel. Mayflower? Correct! <laughs> ah, I overthought it. I should have gone with the easy answer. <laughs> Here's a hard one that I doubt either of you will know. I certainly didn't. How long did it take the pilgrims to cross the Atlantic? Oh. Joel? I want to say... 72 oh. days. Nope. Daniel? 80 days. Nope. Joel? Are we low or high? You're high. Okay. 40 days. Nope. Daniel? And 40 nights. Too low. <laughs> Wait, well, didn't you already say 40? So 41? <laughs> no, no. Joel is low. Low on 40. Oh. oh okay, okay. Um, wait a minute, wait a minute. So it's in between 40 that. and 72. Correct. Point for Joel. <laughs> Uh, 66 days. Oh, I was so close the first Neither time. points for either of you there. Neither points. Wait, so what's the score? If any listeners got that one, two points for you. Oh, man. That means they're tied with me. Listeners are going to beat us. The score is two, Joel, one, Dale. I don't get two points for knowing the city. No. 
Okay, if if uh, well, but it was impressive. Well, thank you. <laughs> I might try to leverage that for an extra point if I need it at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep that in your back pocket. Number yeah. five. What year was the first Thanksgiving, Daniel? Sixteen sixty. No, but you did get the de- the uh, century right, so half a point. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it was 1621. Landed in 1620 with around 100 people. Went right into winter, which was like very hard, died, right? and about half of them died. Mm-hmm. How long did the first Thanksgiving celebration last, Daniel? A week. Four days. No. Ten days. Less. Six hours. <laughs> <laughs> no points. No points. <laughs> oh boy this is, we don't know any of these well okay it's good information though three days oh i was so close i was going between sand three and four what native american tribe attended the thanksgiving feast the tribe of squanto <laughs> does it start with a m uh an upside down m ah uh, <laughs> the wang wang punk wham punga <laughs> Half a point for Daniel for that. That was pretty close. (laughs) What are they? Yeah, the Wampanoag. Oh, that was close. Yeah, that's that's deserving of half a point. Yeah. Woo. So it's it's uh, W A M P A N O A G. Wampanga. Yeah. According to Wikipedia, the harvest was originally set up for the pilgrims alone. But uh, it says the surviving natives hearing ceremonial gunfire and fearing war arrived to see a feast and they were warmly welcomed to join the celebration and ended up contributing their own food to the meal. What was the name of the Indian who spoke English and helped the pilgrims? Joel? Was it Squanto? It was. (laughs) Extra point if you know his real name. Is it like something totem or something like that? Apparently it's... Tisquantum. Wait. Tisquantum? Commonly known as Squanto, who had learned mm. English as a slave in Europe. He was in Europe? Pretty amazing, huh? Yeah, he's the one who was like right where they ended up landing. Right, yeah. It seems yeah, that's crazy. Certainly like God ordained. Mm-hmm. You're fleeing, yeah. you know, to this new world. You cross the Atlantic two months and then you get there and you meet this native guy that speaks your language. That sounds like the kind of thing we would make fun of if it was a movie, you know, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> sure. There just happens to be someone who speaks English. Right. right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Squanto taught the pilgrims how to catch eel and grow corn and served as an interpreter for them. How roughly how many people attended the meal? 60. Mm, 80. Roughly how many pilgrims attended the meal? Neither you got the first one 50. right. 50. 40. Oh. Daniel said 50. Daniel said 40. I said 50 and then... <laughs> first I said 50 and then he didn't... <laughs> 40 is too low. It was 50. There were 53 <laughs> pilgrims and around 90 of the <laughs> Wampanoag. Really? 90 Indians were with them? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, oh, so it was majority Indian majority, celebration. Majority Indian. Ah, oh, in my in all the uh, children's books, there's just a few Indians. Yeah, we gotta <laughs> flip it. I guess mm-hmm. it, is it correct that the site was in the Pilgrim's place and not in the Indians' place? Uh, yeah, I, I believe so. Which president officially established Thanksgiving as a national holiday? Daniel. Whoa. Abraham Lincoln. Correct. Correct. Oh, no. All right. We're tied three to three. What about my half? You got two halves. That's what got you up to three. Yeah, you got two halves. (laughs) Oh, Oh, wow. (laughs) Thanks. Okay, so yes, uh, Lincoln. So President Abraham Lincoln in 1863 proclaimed a national day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent father who dwells in the heavens. Yeah, what I had read was that before Lincoln, it was something that was kind of practiced and acknowledged, but it was more regional, like different Mm-hmm. states would have their own date for it um and it was it was more um lining up with the harvest time from place to place which uh, won't be the same everywhere and then mm-hmm. it was lincoln who established it as a government holiday statistically what is america's favorite thanksgiving side dish hmm. joel stuffing correct wow <sighs> yeah <laughs> wow which must just be because it's the most iconic Thanksgiving yep. side dish, right? I mean, yep. surely it's not actually people. There's not it. really any other time that you eat no. it, right? Except for maybe maybe Christmas. Maybe. maybe Christmas. Olivia's grandma makes this stuffing that's very good. And so they look forward to it. Like, that's one of the things they all look forward to. And it's just the only time of the year she makes it. So hmm, That's pretty cool. Okay, we'll do one more. I think we should stop just where we are. <laughs> yeah, the best I can hope for is the tie, right? Okay, according to, you know... Su- 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 <laughs> Paul's, according Paul's to, enthusiasm has really did <laughs> According to supposed research, I just feel I'm skeptical about some of these yeah. Thanksgiving trivia uh, things when it comes to, like, statistics. But anyway, what is the favorite pie of americans for thanksgiving daniel favorite what there's okay there's really two options here i feel like it's got to be one of the peas right it's either pecan or pumpkin and i'm torn on which it is joel i I would think uh (laughs) i would guess that it's pecan (laughs) i am saying okay okay then we'll split because i'm saying Pecan seems a little more unique to the season, but pecan also seems regional. So I'm going to guess pumpkin. Hold on. Waiting with bated breath. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, okay. Well, interesting. Interesting. Apple? So I originally thought it was apple, (laughs) but I just did a quick Google search here. And it says, not surprisingly, pumpkin pie. Is and America's he was choice. headed for Pennsylvania and some homemade pie. pumpkin pie. It's just like the Thanksgiving uh, song. Where are you getting your facts, Paul? Point for Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got the point because I've been listening to the vintage Thanksgiving soundtrack. I think that Paul might be getting his information from realsimple.com. <laughs> <laughs> Is there, well, why don't we check, can we check like a mildly complex.com? We'll end with the tie.
Though Daniel did know that town in Holland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Speedwell. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> all right, all right. Final question, like... tiebreaker question. Where did the pilgrims land? Plymouth. Oh, Daniel got it, but he didn't raise his hand to Joel. Plymouth. That's correct. <laughs> Joel wins five to four. All right, this concludes my trivia. So, should Christians celebrate Thanksgiving? That's the question today. <laughs> yeah, this is nice that we have a uh, some holidays, right, that um, aren't... This is probably the least controversial holiday as far as Christians celebrating it. Would you agree with that? I'm sure there's still people out there who are like, you know, it started from pagan harvest festivals that worships the wrong god. <laughs> Maybe. I, yeah, I'm sure. But I've never heard that, actually. I've heard more... Of people like saying this sorts of things towards Easter than I have Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Most everybody, even if they're not Christians, they're going to agree that being thankful is good. The only controversy around Thanksgiving is whether or not to put up your Christmas decorations before or after it. That's right. That's a common one and the Christmas music. Oh, and we know what side Joel's on based on what I just saw. <laughs> yeah, we've been over the past week or so setting up all our Christmas stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't do hardly any Christmas decorations, but... Typically, I wait until after Thanksgiving to start listening to Christmas music. And usually I'll start on the drive home from visiting family for Thanksgiving. That's a nice little tradition, I think. (laughs) So on the way home from your Thanksgiving meal, you'll start listening to Christmas music? Not necessarily the meal, but from... So we basically will always travel for Thanksgiving. Either we go up to Chicago to Riley's family or we go down to Dothan to my family. Mm-hmm. And so on the voyage back to Kentucky, typically I start the Christmas music. All right. So that, that gets us into talking about traditions surrounding Thanksgiving. I uh, wanted to talk about that for a little while. Thanksgiving traditions that we have or maybe we don't have but should. <laughs> so anyway, to start with, I think we could talk just about the value of tradition. It, when it comes to mm-hmm. holidays, there's a lot mm-hmm. of tradition involved. And I, I think that there's a lot of meaning and uh, fun that can be added by traditions. Mm. So I, I'm a big, big fan of being intentional about traditions and like establishing some of them if you can. What comes to mind for me is is how often the Bible talks about remembering and also teaching things to your children. And I feel like traditions are kind of a, a way of building that in. Um, so even with Thanksgiving, because of that, all kids pretty much know the story of the pilgrims, and if they're Christians, that they know it's about giving thanks to God for His provision. And uh, it's kind of cool that we actually have this day of remembrance, essentially, for God's blessings and God's goodness to us. So yeah, I think traditions in general are good as a way of remembering and teaching. All right. So what about our Thanksgiving traditions, growing up or currently? Almost always, there were some cousins involved. So. We had people visiting us or we were going to visit somebody. Mm-hmm. So that was always fun. That makes it more of a special time too because you're getting to be around people who you like and don't see often. Yeah, I typically think of going to grandma's house in Dothan and waiting for all the Sigler cousins to arrive and sword fights. Did they always come on Thanksgiving? Sure seemed like it in my mind. It was like, most of my childhood memories, the Sigler cousins got together on Thanksgiving and on Christmas, or around Christmas and 
Thanksgiving. Yeah, mostly. We had a few with the Joneses. Like I remember coming up here to Wellmore for one. Um, that was quite fun. But it seems like mostly we were at Grandma Sigler's. So, Daniel, you were saying for most people, there's kind of minimal. That, that would be my guess. Get together and eat turkey. and uh, Yeah, although, uh, our, I mean, what I just said, too, about seeing your cousins and stuff, that's pretty uh, much the same, yeah. actually. So, in some way, I mean, just when you compare it to, like, Easter and Christmas, where there's more activity, uh-huh. uh, even, uh, Halloween for that matter, I guess, I do feel like the Thanksgiving one is sort of like, yeah, you eat a big meal and be thankful. Right. See family. What else do you need to know? Um, yeah. But I do think there is more to that. The most memorable Thanksgiving to me was the one where we went to Memphis um, to visit the cousins there. And mom had made us each memorize a poem to recite at the dinner table. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I don't remember this. Why did she do that? I don't know, but uh, <laughs> but it made... <laughs> Wait, what, when was this? <laughs> Paul, yours was, was nice the one little... about the worm. Yeah, yeah. Was it? I'm as happy as he could be. Yeah, well, I remember the poem, but I don't remember. Let's see, you, still, you still remember your poem? Let's see. Uh, wee little worm in a hickory nut, singing as happy as he could be. For I live in the heart of the whole wide world, and it all belongs to me. Very nice. That yep. is amazing, yep, man. I remember that. Yep. That I can yours remember was that, the easiest and I don't and the most remember humorous. anything about it this other context daniel do you, do you remember what you memorized oh no it was something about it was much longer than that no, it was I mean, something not, about not, like do you the remember leaves. the whole thing but do you remember what it was no oh my God. I, vaguely I there was something about leaves was, changing when i was seven years younger and you can't remember yours it, mine wasn't funny like yours <laughs> we all remember yours paul <laughs> i don't remember mine either mine was a mine was a chapter of the bible i think but it was only like a short psalm oh really i thought they were all poems I think mine was mine a was a poem, poem and it definitely had something to do with like the leaves changing or something like that. We actually had oh, there's a bunch of voices happening right outside my door. Who is it? So wait, why was the Memphis one so memorable? I think it's because of having to recite. <laughs> wow. It's the only time I've ever done that at a Thanksgiving or at a dinner at all. Hmm. But I don't remember what I recited. I just remember that that concept of here is my Thanksgiving poem that I've memorized that I will now recite for you. I don't know that's whether cool. that's a great tradition or not, but it made it memorable. Uh-huh. So poetry could be idea. an interesting thing to do during uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, there aren't really any others other holidays that are associated with the one the poetry. most would be Valentine's Day, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Did you two memorize poems regularly for your English classes? Because for me at Emmanuel, we did that like weekly almost. That's a great thing to do in English. No, I I never have done like memorizing poetry. Mm. In ninth or tenth grade, we had to write a poem, but I don't think I don't remember ever memorizing. Well, I don't really remember times when I had to memorize poems other than that Thanksgiving. So maybe it's less memorable yeah. to you then because you had more than one experience like that. Yeah, maybe, yeah. So here's a potential uh, Thanksgiving tradition for everybody is to... Um, maybe if, what if people just like came with a poem to read that they like that stuck out to them or a poem that they like or something like that. If, if Yeah, you wouldn't have to memorize it. No, you just have to everybody pick out a poem that you want to read after the, after a meal or whatever. I like it. I don't know. I kind of like that. Of course, the the one that most everybody actually does is... The going around and saying what you're thankful for, right? You hope that most people do it. 
that needs to be a part of everyone's Christmas uh, Thanksgiving traditions. If you if you don't do that, I think it's something that everybody knows you're supposed to do. But I do wonder how many actually follow through. Yeah, you have. Yeah. To we have, always did it. You have to have a matriarch or patriarch initiate it, right? Mm-hmm. Or else everyone else is usually everyone's kind of waiting around for that to happen or just not thinking about it. Um, but that's it is super important. Let everybody go around and say at least one thing you're thankful for from mm-hmm. the year. We've done it before where we do some categories, and that's nice, where you give like something you're yeah. thankful for, like on, More the, recently. on the family side or something like like spiritually, and then something, mm. I don't know, recreationally or like business or whatever job. So mm. then you can like categorize it, and that's a just a great way not only for us all to be focused on what we're thankful for and how faithful God is, but you also get a lot of insight into where, like, how your family's doing and like what is important mm. in your family's life. Mm. If you're getting together with cousins and people you don't see as often, that's one of the most effective ways to like really catch up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also if you keep it too general, it can it can very easily just slip into the kind of cli- I mean, worthy cliches of oh, my family and the people around me and I and my, have my health and I have a good job, you know, the, the kind of yeah. normal stuff right. that you're supposed to be thankful for. And people legitimately are thankful for, but right. I don't know, less uh, impactful. It doesn't, le- it doesn't lead to much conversation. Yeah. And yeah, like you can obviously, like I assume Daniel, one of yours uh, this year would be a new baby, would be something you're thankful for this year, um, I hope. Yeah. And, um, yeah. But if you just say new baby, like there's a lot of potential to then like develop like what are some of the specific things about having a baby that you're thinking. I'm very thankful for my baby I was just complaining about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's that's not an uncommon feeling in parenthood. Yeah, is the continual like stress and and, uh, difficulty, but then at the same time the blessing and Thanksgiving. So that's funny. So what other traditions did you come across? A lot of people have, as in their mind, their traditions are specific foods. So, like, when you mm-hmm. say, like, what are the Thanksgiving traditions? They're going to say there has to be specific foods. There has to be turkey and ham, mm-hmm. m- maybe and ham, um, turkey especially, sometimes and ham, and then, like, dressing or stuffing, cranberry, and then, like, some pies. Those are, like, the most sweet potato with the Sweet potato with the little mushroom, I mean, <laughs> marshmallows on yeah. top. <laughs> Yeah. Yejin worked very hard to give me a good, very uh, traditional Thanksgiving type meal last year uh, to the best of her ability. That was that was really nice. A Western. It was the first time for her family to try it, to have turkey. Oh, so. the first time for them to have turkey. Mm-hmm. Wow. Did they like it? Yeah, but they said chicken's better. <laughs> so a lot of people have traditions surrounding the meal, like where you eat or like how you set the table, what sorts of dishes you use. And stuff like that. One of the common ones was like letting the children set the table or having the children set the table. And then some people have traditions where there's some sort of centerpiece, you know, like a kind of a a cornucopia of some kind for the middle of the table. Mm. That's cool. I haven't considered that before. Or some people said that they make uh, tablecloths, like they like do some sort of decorations on like a tablecloth for Thanksgiving. School kids, uh, make, you know, handprint turkeys. Oh yes. That's a pretty standard little. Yeah. Or like yeah. church. Kindergarten craft. Yeah. Or, or Sunday school or something like that. Then another one that's kind of been a tradition for us, I feel like 
at least for the adults when we were children, is a walk after, like a evening walk or post-meal walk. And that was one that was listed uh, a lot of places, like go for a walk oh. some after the meal. Walk off your meal. Yeah, kind of. I would bet, or I, I would, I would reckon, I would wager that a lot of people have some kind of nap uh, configured into the itinerary. Yeah, but I like walk much better. Yeah, but so. and you said something that also stands out to me a little bit. You said an evening walk, so that made me wonder um, what meal are most people associating with the Thanksgiving meal? I don't know about most people. I think of a late lunch time. Kind of to serve as both meals. Like a one thirty or something like that. But maybe that's just because mom, you, we often eat at less traditional times. To me, I, it's always been that it's supposed to be lunch. And yeah, late is fine. Um, yeah. Because you don't want to have some just normal lunch on Thanksgiving. You know, you're not going to just be eating sandwiches. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, so probably everybody thinks what we think. Maybe we don't even need to bring this up. I think it has to be lunch and then leftovers for, for once it gets dark. Yeah. You know, both sides of our family live here, which has uh, obviously some pros and some cons. Sometimes we have Thanksgiving meal twice. Oh, so right. So we'll have a Thanksgiving dinner with my parents at like 12 or maybe 11 30 maybe we'll do it a little bit earlier because we have another one and then we'll have a thanksgiving meal with olivia's family at like four four or five oh. or something like that mm-hmm. so oh you so like, early you kind of like split it um yeah we've got some friends around here that have like they'll have like four in one day because all the different yeah. family members that have gatherings but when you don't have family traveling, it definitely changes the feel of Thanksgiving. Um, we have, as far as I know, we have zero family coming in and we're not going to see any family because our family's here. Um, and so, okay, our family on, on Olivia's side is here and you guys aren't coming and we can't go to you guys. <laughs> Paul, for example, you guys do the rotation, right? Which is common. Uh-huh. But either way, you're traveling somewhere. And so that adds a lot right. of festivity to your Thanksgiving because you're traveling from your home to one of your parents. But in order for us to get to our parents' house, we just drive. Around the corner. Yeah, around the corner. And Olivia's, all of Olivia's siblings live here. So when we get together for a Thanksgiving meal with her family, it's a lot of people. It's mm-hmm. And it's not like as, maybe it's not as special too because it's right. people that you regularly see. Right, it doesn't feel as much of a special festivity because you know it's the same people we got together for every cousin's birthday like so there's obviously pros because you get to see them all so much more but it makes the holiday less feel feel less uh festive or less like specially in that way mm-hmm. i i suppose there's a lot of people in that situation it seems like this may be completely anecdotal and backed by nothing but it seems that the rate of americans moving hither and thither and spreading around the country um, is not at the same rate it once was. And you have more families who are in close proximity. Hmm. I feel like that's the case too, but I agree that I don't know that that's true or if it's just mm-hmm. seems to be true. Well, in any case, I think there are a lot of people who kind of see most of their relatives fairly regularly. Mm-hmm. So, one important tradition, I think, if that's the case, 
is to be inviting people to your meal who you don't normally eat with. We've been reaching out to different families in the church or even individuals in the church who don't have family around or who don't have a special meal time that they're planning mm. to come and join us. And so that way it becomes a special, unique meal where we're sharing it together. I really like that idea. In general, I like that sort of opening up the family things to the church family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Paul kind of got there too a little bit with this, which has definitely in recent years become a bigger thing, the Friendsgiving concept. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a new tradition that started to gain a lot of traction. In yeah, that's a great tradition. And for most people, that's like decade. a not-on-the-day tradition, which is mm-hmm. fine. Like do a Friendsgiving on yeah. the day after or a few days before or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's a great tradition, I think. Yeah, it extends the holiday season as well. Um, a couple others, then we'll move on because we've been talking about traditions long enough, I feel like. Mm. So a family football game. That's what dad's cousins did, right? Wasn't it during Thanksgiving or during Christmas? They would have like a family football game sometime when all the cousins got together. Mm-hmm. They may have done both because I think they were pretty into that. But uh-huh. um, in general, Thanksgiving has much more of a football association than right. Christmas. Um, plus, I get you outside, which is healthy. Yeah, which typically works better if you're in Alabama versus Chicago. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You can still go outside and throw a football for a little while. Yeah, yeah. You just got to bundle up, you know. Yeah, I don't know about in Mongolia how uh, realistic that is. You got a football nearby? I don't <laughs> have one. But, I mean, if I was living in America, I also wouldn't most likely have a football nearby. So <laughs> True. But... Let's not narrow. Let's not uh, limit the scope to only football. It could be, you know, yes. some sort of cricket. Don't. Oh yeah. A lot of families will do like a movie that evening, Thanksgiving evening. Some classic Thanksgiving movie. Not necessarily. <laughs> yeah, that's good because there aren't really any. <laughs> We've been trying to find on YouTube vintage autumn music or vintage Thanksgiving music and stuff. It's pretty interesting. There's it's pretty pretty slim. Pickens, yeah. but <laughs> there are some things out there. Um, so there's one playlist. It's like vintage Thanksgiving music. So, of course, right away, we're like, what? Thanksgiving music? What could that be? Uh, the opening song is great. It's, there's a very, I would say, is kind of the Thanksgiving anthem. Um, it's just called I've Got Plenty to Be Thankful For. It's a jazz type of song. Um, and then at the end, towards the end of that playlist, it's There's No Place Like Home for the Holidays, which never mentions anything Christmassy. Does it have any uh, jingle bells in it? Ching, 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 ching. Uh, depends on the version you hear, I'm sure. Not the one on the vintage Thanksgiving playlist. Because things can be a Christmassy style if they have those jingle bells in them. I actually heard recently that Jingle Bells was originally a Thanksgiving song. What? Really? Last thing I'd say is um, I w- would uh, highly discourage the use of the term Turkey Day. Oh, I- I hate it when people Gross. call it Turkey Day. <laughs> Why? No offense if you do that, all you listeners. I still love you. Well, well I mean, I love you, but I mean to offend you. <laughs> uh, so crass. Tacky sounding. Yes, tacky and crass. And that thing we were talking about is, we, you know, all these other options or ideas, things that we want to bring it up to more than just stuffing yourself, just one feast, for it to be more of a, a season and an event and a and something meaningful. And the reason for all of that is because of the value of having that focus on giving thanks for the things that we have. 
Um, and so that's really the reason. It's not just that we want to have traditions for the sake of having traditions or even just for the sake of making it more of a holiday. Um, although that's all nice too, but I think the novelty of having of the whole concept behind Thanksgiving is something that's worth valuing and kind of cherishing and, and taking as seriously as you can, I think. Mm-hmm. Two things I forgot to mention. Uh, we didn't mention Black Friday as a tradition. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Which is a huge like tradition in, in America that people uh, do on Thanksgiving Day often or early wee hours of, of uh, the next day, actual Black Friday. The last two years, largely because of COVID, the start times for shopping actually went were pushed back. Before COVID, they were like moving into like, you know, 4 p.m. on Thanksgiving yeah, Day or something Encroaching like upon Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then with COVID, it like shifted backward, like back to Black Friday. So I know last year, most of it was starting either very late on Thanksgiving Day, like 10 p.m. or not till midnight or early morning on Black Friday. And, uh, you know, shopping is fine as, you know, as long as it doesn't get like too consumeristic and materialistic. But it is fun if you like shopping to be around like big crowds all trying to like, you know, hustle each other, hustle, hustle and bustle (laughs) around to like find the deals and like just being around big crowds during a holiday is is kind of fun. Any comments on Black Friday? I feel like there's got to be some like demonic influence behind it. (laughs) (laughs) Come out swinging. Wow. Well, you you came out stronger than I was prepared Uh, to. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean to be so strong because I, I agree that people shouldn't feel bad about it, but there seems to be something so corrupt to me about taking this week that we have to be thankful for what God has blessed us with and just twisting the focus to be about how can I acquire more things. Yeah, It just seems like there's darkness behind it, even though I'm sure most people are not thinking that way, of course. Well, the way I was going to express that was <laughs> yeah probably better um <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> was that being able to buy things for cheaper is great big discounts starting your christmas shopping all that is is an awesome thing but having that be the very day after thanksgiving that it just seems like a real like spitting on the whole meaning of what thanksgiving is all about i think everyone is aware of this total contradiction but it bears some criticism. Yep, and caution. Because yeah. it's the sort of thing that could, yeah, completely rob Thanksgiving of its value. Not completely, maybe, but largely. Yeah, the um, the focus on obtaining stuff, but also the complete, um, like, tonal shift or, like, the pace change yep. of Thanksgiving being a lot more... Slow pace. Cozier time and then you have the exact opposite of like you know mad dash get out in the cold trample people that's the image right yeah yeah yeah. online they've since developed cyber monday which is i think a little bit more of a respectful distance from thanksgiving (laughs) i'm a i'm a little bit more okay with that one yep agreed final tradition that some people have is some sort of um community outreach or volunteer work so a lot of people feel like Saturday after Thanksgiving is a good time to volunteer at like some sort of food bank or food kitchen or collect non-perishables or something along those lines so mm-hmm. that you're focused not only on your own meal, but 
helping others eat as well and like focusing on giving. So that's um, would be a great tradition as well. If you had that Saturday, a time where you went to some sort of local um, nonprofit and served. Yeah. Or even doing it on the actual Thanksgiving and then having your own family time mm-hmm. or whatever on the next day or the day before or something. Yep. It's nice. Some people watch the parade. That's another one. Yeah, that's right. The Macy's parade. Yeah. That's something. That is the thing for, I mean, I would say in as much as football, watching football is a tradition for people. The parade is probably up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It's just Macy's, right? Disney doesn't do a, they just do Christmas, right? That's right. Yeah. I've always loved Thanksgiving quite a lot, but I've also missed out on a lot of them now because, uh, as previously mentioned, it is almost entirely a American-only holiday. Right. With apologies. I know I know Canada, you have your own version, but... Well, sure, okay. So Canada also has their own version, but I haven't <laughs> lived in Canada. So I've missed out on a lot, and uh, the closest thing to a Friendsgiving I've done was when I was working with other Americans, they would kind of do a Thanksgiving Day meal where everyone would contribute sort of potluck style, mm. which was nice but always disappointing to me because it re- it really was just the meal. We may have said what you're thankful for, but it really felt like, okay, we're all cooking. All right, we all made our things. Let's eat it. Okay, uh, have a good day, everybody. And everyone kind of went, went home. Mm. But even that was more than uh, many other years where I've pretty much missed out on it entirely. So... I think that has made it a little more important to me or dear to me. And part of it also is it's nice to have something that is pretty much American that has a lot to it. It's not just like, you know, oh, here's a food we eat. There's a little bit, a little bit more mm-hmm. to it. So, mm-hmm. so I did look up other countries, you know, that do similar things. Of course, there's been a long standing tradition throughout the whole world, throughout the ages of harvest festivals Mm -hmm. celebrating that the harvest is completed that that we've got our food now for i guess to survive the winter with and often they had religious connections but for the most part there's not many that quite match up to thanksgiving in the form that we know it where it's really giving thanks and appreciating the things that you have beyond just food um Mm -hmm. unless it has been in part inspired by the American tradition. And there were several countries I saw that started incorporating something. So the two categories of foreign countries or foreign places where they celebrate Thanksgiving were where it is something that pretty much just evolved out of more of a pagan style harvest ritual. Mm -hmm. And then people who were directly or indirectly inspired by the American tradition. Um, Canada is an exception to that. I guess their Thanksgiving kind of arose independently. But so I thought, I thought that was interesting. There have yeah. been some places, I mentioned uh, Leiden is a place where they celebrate it as kind of a nod to their role in the right. story. Yeah, My in-laws are Korean. They have a festival or, yeah, they have a holiday called Chuseok, mm. which um, as best I can understand it is basically their version of Thanksgiving but from my understanding, it's it's not quite, I don't know. To me, it doesn't feel like it's the same level. It's more just um, 
eating special foods. But then from their perspective, they may feel that our Thanksgiving is, is similar to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, to me, it just didn't do it. It didn't, it didn't feel like as much. I think in general, Asian holidays, um, Asians don't do holidays as well as the West. But they do festivals much better. Uh, they do they do great things for festivals, but they don't do these holidays with the decorations and things as, to the same sort of mm. real like everything around you is festive kind of atmosphere that um, European traditions do, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So that's good. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it's really special as we that as Joel touched on or someone touched on. It's one of the few holidays that is more or less immune from from getting overly commercialized. Of course, yeah, selling the food and stuff and even decorations, but because the whole purpose of it is contentment and mm-hmm. gratitude, that's one thing I really value about it a lot is that it really remains rooted in its purpose more than mm-hmm. a lot of other holidays. Well, good, Paul. Uh, your trivia about um, the Indians learning about the Thanksgiving meal because of the ceremonial shooting made me remember yeah. that that's one of Olivia's family's common traditions is to shoot, go shoot guns out back. Oh, oh that's kind of cool. That that's cool. a, that's, that's a good, uh, that's a good association. That's a nice tie back to the original. Yeah. Well, definitely more after hearing you yeah. say that, I'm like, Oh, that's actually something they did on the original is they did some ceremonial shooting. So if you live in a state where everybody has guns, then you could maybe do something like that. It's kind of fun. Yeah. The most interesting of the inspired by America Thanksgiving celebrating places to me was uh, the small island nation of Grenada. They started celebrating Thanksgiving out of gratitude for the fact that America basically intervened when this dictator was or some kind of like political unrest was happening and starting to cause violence. They basically said anyone seen walking after the curfew will be shot on sight. And so America and um, maybe another country basically swept in and overthrew that dictator. Wow. And it was like around the Thanksgiving time. And so now the Grenadians now celebrate Thanksgiving as like a nod to that assistance from the, from the U S and the 80s. Wow. That's that's neat. neat. So we need to go help more countries and, and uh, get Thanksgiving spread across the world. Yeah. Well, happy Turkey Day, everybody. Okay. <laughs> I guess it's not the worst thing in the world. It just seems so <laughs> pretty shallow. I think it's demonic, like Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> do we uh, do we have any words of advice for our vegan and vegetarian listeners? <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we give some transitions real quick? Actually, yes. Joel's gonna do. I'm running out of Joel recordings. Out. Yeah, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Get some new. <laughs> Paul, did I tell you? I did you hear me say I just had a rib? Yeah. Our neighbor uh bought like a slaughtered cow, a slaughter a butchered cow for the winter. That's kind of a Mongolian thing as you go and get your cow. Um <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> to last you because like uh winter is when you can just keep the meat outside frozen. 
And oh, so like normally okay, yeah. in the summer, you can't slaughter a cow because it's too much meat and it won't last. Mm. Um, so in the olden times, right? Even now, I mean, a freezer, that takes up a lot of space to have the whole cow. Yeah. So the Mongolian tradition is you slaughter a cow to like last you the winter. Cool. Um, and so our neighbor, some of our neighbors are going around getting there. I don't know if they're getting the full animal or what, but she gave us like two ribs that were about as long as my forearm. Wow. And Yejin was like, <laughs> I was about, I, she was also making salsa and I had to run to the store to get uh, diced tomatoes. And as like, I was about to leave, I've got my jacket on and everything. And then she's like, oh, wait, before you go, can you do something for me? Can you, do you think you can, um, break these with a hammer <laughs> and i was like yeah because they're they're kind of big they're kind of long and and uh I, I think she wanted to put them in a soup or something but they won't fit in the pot and i was like a hammer and plus i don't know where the hammer is and she's like well we uh, normally you do it with a saw but we don't have that we have a hammer i don't know if it'll work <laughs> in the end she oh decided gosh. just to like do them in the oven 